Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you have to keep listening. Today, we're talking about time spent with a podcaster who produces podcasts faster than usual. What's their process to produce more episodes in less time? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hey, I'm Steve Stonebreaker. I'm a staff security engineer, and I live in the United States. What is your podcast show about, and why did you start? Tell us more about your intention and motivation. I actually have two podcasts. My first one is Ephemeral Security. I started it because I'm really passionate about information security and I wanted to interview other professionals. The second podcast is called AOL Underground, and it's specifically about hackers and the staff from a service called America Online in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I spun that show off of a thermal security because I wanted to do many episodes about AOL. And I quickly realized it needed its own podcast. How much time did it take you to produce your first episode and your latest episode? Draw the difference by specifying how much time has passed between your first and latest episode. And how much episodes have you produced so far? So my first episode was about 10 months ago. I actually hired a audio engineer for that one. And I had three guests on it. So there's a total of four people. As far as the total time, for me, I had to, had to listen to the whole episode a few times and then request some changes. It was pretty expensive though. So the first episode I added it myself, I think it took about six or 10 hours. It was a, it was a real nightmare and a learning curve. And the program that I used at the time and ended up creating overlapping audio when the interface showed that it was not going to create interrupt overlapping audio. So I released it and it was pretty embarrassing uh, when I had the overlapping audio. So it was, it was a lesson learned to use the right tool for the job. Um, in that case, I was using something called Camtasia, an old version, which is really for video editing to, uh, to edit audio. Um, we fast forward to today. Um, I can edit my own episode and that can take anywhere from like four to eight hours uh, to do it right. And that's removing everything from background noise to plosives to setting the correct uh, voice settings for a particular user, removing background noise. Um, but I really prefer to use an audio engineer where I can. Uh, I found Fiverr could be hit or miss. That's F-I-V-V-E-R. But I, I tend to use that lately. What changed? Is the team still the same? Has the process changed? What made it faster? So what's changed since the beginning episode, I now have a Google Doc that I share with people if they're comfortable using it. I, have a, I give them the list of questions beforehand. I also have a sheet before all my questions that explains the intent of the podcast, what the guests can do to make the audio recording better, things like having a proper microphone and not speaking directly into the mic because that, that can create plosives and other things like 
not having wireless mic, not having wireless headphones, things like that, that certainly can be helpful. Um, there's really a lot you can do to set your guests up for success. And also, surprisingly enough, sometimes people will like vape. They will vape or they'll you do things like use metal stress balls, things like that. And that can be a real problem for background noise. Or the, one of the worst things is if a guest has a squeaky chair, that can be really hard to edit out. So if you can set them up for success, uh, that, that can really make it go faster. And um, as far as the rest of the process, uh, I got something called Hindenburg. Um, and that, that's a really good audio editor I found and it makes things go a lot quicker. Was speed affecting your audience growth and consistency? Did you lose motivation because it was slow? Speed wasn't affecting my audience growth. Um, and consistency. I never really cared about consistency, um, but for audience growth, being able to produce more episodes uh, in, a, in a faster cadence, that can be helpful. But um, really, I think what can cause loss of motivation is not getting any feedback. Because if you keep doing something, you're not getting any feedback, you eventually decide to just give it up. And there was a couple of times where I thought about giving up, but then I got some feedback from some fans and then I kept going and so now it's uh, been growing uh, a lot faster. Should creators or podcasters be investing more money to get out an episode faster? Yeah, so this question is really up to the podcaster. If you have money, it can definitely help get an episode out faster. You can hire an audio engineer. That's my number one recommendation. But they can be as much as you know $150 an episode. Uh, you might be able to find someone fiber they'll do it for five or ten bucks but generally you'll get what you pay for uh ideally the, the best thing you can do is find a retired audio engineer that's just kind of doing it for fun on fiverr uh, they'll have the most experience but they still won't be able to fix audio issues that are underneath the audio they require advanced advanced healing um, or other things so it, it can really kind of be hit or miss so if you really want the best quality audio, you should do it yourself or spend a lot of money on an audio engineer. It will help you get your episode out faster. Do you believe that asynchronous interviews are the future of speed in podcasting? If yes, what are the benefits? And if not, why not? Possibly, but I generally have a list of questions that I want to ask, but usually the conversation takes us in a different way. If we kind of run out of steam on a tangent, then I'll go back to the list of questions. Uh, I think these could be useful for guests that are hard to book. Uh, in some cases, it might be okay. Um, like for this particular podcast, it'd probably work. And finally, what advice would you give to someone trying to reduce the time spent on a podcast? Any tips? If you want to reduce the time spent on a podcast, then definitely set up something called Calendly. It allows you to have bookings you can book things a lot easier if you use calendly it will block off specific time periods that you define that you are available and you can just send that link to somebody and then they can book a podcast you know sometimes months in advance have a template ready for a list of questions that's always helpful other things if you're okay with having things like ums and uhs and background noise uh, you can produce your podcast a lot faster, but the listening quality for the listener will also go down. So that's 
really up to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to answer to all of these questions. Hey, glad to help. I think the idea of this podcast is really cool. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guest, you can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, with this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.